Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, Shane Told, as always, as I take you into the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers. It's been a pretty tough couple weeks. There's a lot of unrest in the world right now, and rightfully so. It's tough, man. It's tough to know what to say about it. Last week, I put some words together, and I hope you know everybody is learning and reading and communicating with each other and having some of those hard conversations. It's, it really, really is really a hard time. I wasn't sure exactly what I could do on this podcast But I looked around the room and I saw the microphone that I've used to record all of these intros since the very first podcast, which was four and a half years ago. And it's the same microphone that I recorded a lot of these interviews with. I used it or the guest used it. I decided, what the hell? Let's sell it. Let's get rid of it. Let's put it up on eBay and let's see if we can use that money towards a good cause like Black Lives Matter Detroit and the Detroit Justice Center. They're doing some incredible work providing legal help for people that truly need it in the great city of Detroit right now. And it just sold. Sorry if you missed it. It's gone. I want to congratulate and thank Brendan Potter for picking it up. We raised $440. I'm going to round that up to a cool thousand. And thank you everyone so much who bid on it. It really does mean so much. Hey, this week, we've got a really great episode and one that's been in the queue for a long time. In fact, it was on an old computer that I couldn't access, (laughs) and that's what happened. That's why this one took so long to come out. But it's a great episode with Nick of The Spill Canvas, a band that is back. Yes, they're back. They've got a new record recorded, apparently, Almost done, according to this podcast, and this was recorded almost three months ago, right when the quarantine was hitting. So yeah, you're going to hear a bit of an interesting perspective on you know our prophecies of what we thought was going to happen. So it's kind of funny, especially the beginning of this episode, to listen back and go, oh man, we were way off on that idea, or actually, we kind of... Maybe we were right in a few other ways. So it's really cool. And I want to thank Nick for his patience. And I want to remind you guys that there is a brand new Spill Canvas song. It's called Mercy Quarantine Edition, I guess. It's going to be played at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. And they also have a podcast that they've been doing with some great guests. It is called Part of the Hive. Search for that. It'll come up on whatever you're listening to this on. I'm sure you can listen to that as well. So check it out, Part of the Hive. I want to give a huge shout out to all the members of the All Access Club for all the support, all the love that they give me, that they give the show. Man, right now we need it more than ever, especially me, just mentally. Being able to go on there and be a part of a great community, it's really, really great. Check it out. If you want to help the show, the link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. 
Otherwise, I thank you for doing your part and trying to raise awareness at this very critical time. Anyway, let's jump in to a very intense conversation with Nick Thomas of The Spill Canvas. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yes, you sound no, you sound like you're in the same room as me. But if you were in the same room as me, that would not be practicing social distancing. <laughs> that would be bad. I, Very I, I bad. I, it's really, I catch. I was catching myself like thinking about that because I was talking to our manager about doing, you know, one of, like a live stream or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he was like, it'd be great if you... Uh, like if we could get the whole band together to do one, like, and I was, cause we live all across the country and I was like, well, that wouldn't actually probably be in our best interest to right. be around each other. Right. No, it's, it's true. I mean, it's at what level, like they're saying, you know, most places, I mean, it's, it's different everywhere. Right. And yeah. I'm also going to well, record dude. the date. Today is the 20th of March because this stuff is so rapidly changing. Oh, but, it's crazy. That, I, yeah, by the time people finally hear this, I want them to have some context of where yeah. we were in this mess, you know? So I don't mean to, like, spread this information or whatever, but, I mean, it's coming It's coming from, like, a reputable source in my life anyway. Okay. So my wife just left. My wife, Sarah, um, she just left the house to go try to stock up on as much stuff as she can, um, like food and, and just, you know, household items is i mean we got a, a bunch of we didn't panic buy toilet paper but we have toilet. <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah um but like so she just left because her her uh her really good friend's parents work um in the government kind of high up and they had told their daughter or something that uh this weekend over this weekend trump's gonna um announce like a nationwide uh, two-week quarantine. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, that's what they did in China, and uh, and it worked pretty well. So. It worked. I mean, I, I, I'm willing to take whatever, you know, uh, whatever it takes. It's just there's – it's crazy because there's just – it's uh, there's like people – I read these stories of just like – these kids on spring break down here because I'm in Florida yeah, and it's just yeah. like these dumb kids like that don't care. I know that one that one footage of the guy with the like backwards trucker hat when he's like, if I yeah. get Corona, I get Corona. It's yeah. like, oh no, that poor <laughs> like, guy like he, in like, I don't know, I know five years, like, hopefully in five years, he's going to look at that and go like, oh my God, like that ruined my life, that clip. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Right. Like. I it, mean, it's it is wild. So, yeah, it's. I mean, we've never. I mean, in in my lifetime, I mean, I guess in our a lot of our lifetimes, pretty much everyone, we've never gone through anything like this. So it's like, yep. I mean, it's just crazy. It's surreal. It's super surreal. It it's is hard. It is super surreal. Yeah, like the the videos of people that 
like they were on a rafting trip for the last 25 days yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. They're back. And it's like, it's just, or Jared it's, Leto, I think too, I read. He yeah. was on some like self-discovery. It's like, yeah, oh my God, can you imagine coming back to this? Yeah, I remember seeing that. Like, But I think, I mean, God, that would be the big, I mean, I don't know what would be a bigger shock because it's like, this is like a slow building shock, you know? Yeah. Not like shock is normally like a quick, uh, you know, devastating, like one blow kind of thing. But this is like this swelling, like growing, like disbelief. And like, it's hard not to get sucked up in the fear. I mean, as much as, you know, I I hate the miss, like just the people that just will take an information and just like twist it or run with it. And right. and I, and I mean, I try not to do that, um, but it's hard not to because we're still like monkeys, you know. <laughs> well, we still, well, we still don't know what's really going on, too, right? Yeah, we, we don't. True. They don't have that much information about, you know. Like at first, it was like, and even I was a little guilty of like, are we kind of overreacting here? Like I, oh, I was like, I was like, I was like there's only yeah. 500 cases in a city in a, in a sorry in a country of 300 million people, yeah. and like only exactly- like. This like however many people at the time had died. It was a very small number, and like yeah. even I was like, "Is this? Aren't we getting a little like over the top here?" But yeah. the thing is, is like we didn't know. Like a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's like the flu. It's going to go away when it gets warm out or whatever." And like, yeah, they don't know if that's true. They yeah, don't know right. anything. Yeah, so it's very. That's the which is kind of the more terrifying part. And then as you saw, like as 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 you see, like Italy go down and like. I mean, it's the numbers, you know, are like of death are climbing. And then it's like there there are a lot of younger people that I well, from what I've read, uh, yeah. some there's been um, it's showing to kind of, you know, not only infect um, those with compromised immune systems and that are, you know, age and stuff like that. Um, I mean, that those are big factors, obviously, but yeah, how, but. Yeah, no, man, it doesn't uh, seem to make a lot of sense, like, you know, on who it's, you know, targeting or, or whatever, right? Like, you know, yeah, um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure I don't know if, if, if you have uh, a relationship with your parents or how old they are. You know, I have sure. a great relationship with my parents. My father is turning, sorry, dad, uh, 75 this year. Whoa. You know? So like, you know, they're yeah. they they're. they're the prime, you know, targets for it's, the people that don't make it through this thing. So I'm doing my part. I'm, you know, I, I haven't really left my house except for, you know, to go outside and like go for a walk or yeah. a run and then I'll go to the store. And I, the, store. Uh, the good thing about me and I don't know, it's, I think it's just the, the rocker life, but I tend to stay up really late at night. So Dude, there's was, a 24 hour store that, that I'm going to at like, I go at like three or four in the morning cause I'm up anyway and, and there's nobody there's no, there. So Dude, that's so, do that's crazy. I was up till four last night just working on in the studio here on music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I well just, now it's, I mean, even if you aren't a night owl, like we are, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, who cares now? Like there's no time anymore. Yeah. Wake up, have a, have a beer. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Eat cereal, it's, eat cereal in the middle of the night. I, I, know. I know. It's kind of like, Hey, welcome to my world. Cause my <laughs> wife is like home just now, you know, cause sure her work has, has closed and, right. um, um, she's like home and I'm like, well, this is what I do. I, <laughs> I just sit around and write music all day. <laughs> I know. I know. And then, Watching it's, TV and 
it's, hang out. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's that's the thing. Like, like with relationships, and a lot of people have a lot of space from their partners, uh, and now oh, all of a sudden there's no space. It must be. Some yeah, people might, must be getting on. Other, not to say that you and your wife are, but some no, people must be getting on other people's nerves. You know. Oh my god! And, it, yeah. and we're only like six days into this thing. Not like I know. Imagine in I'm a sure. week or two. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure I have gotten on my wife's nerves like a little bit already, <laughs> just because I'm like, "Hey, will you come listen to this? Come check this out. Does this, is this cool?" And she's like, "Yeah, this is great." <laughs> <laughs> That's I really mean, funny. It just, no. It definitely will test uh, test test the the bonds of of your love, but I mean, it's you know it's still kind of cool because like it's it's cool to see our dog. We have two little little dogs, and they're like they're kind of like every time my wife like gets up and moves around, they're like, "Oh, she are you going to go now? Are you going to leave?" <laughs> like they're just they're so surprised that right. she's just here <laughs> it's true she's so it's working it's true. yeah well but... when the dogs get sick of you you know you're in the house too much oh that's funny i know so um yeah. so the so you might be doing some live stuff uh, i mean live streaming stuff definitely yeah. not live stuff um so yeah so talk to me a bit about that and how you feel about yeah. the uh the idea of that I, I, that sounds like something you know knowing your personality a little bit that, I... that might kind of work for you yeah, I mean it's cool, you know. You know our guitar. So I'm in Orlando. Um, I moved here with my wife Sarah like uh, four, like five years ago, four years ago, and uh, um, originally from South Dakota, and that's where. So our drummer is based still in South, still in South Dakota. Our bass player uh, got married and moved to Wisconsin, and then our guitar player is down in St. Augustine, which is like an hour and a half from yep. me here yep. in Florida. And I was going to ask him to come do the live stream, but I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, it'd be great to have him because, like, then I have another guitar, you know, part right. and a voice to. Right. But, like, I don't know where, I don't know. Like, I don't want to <laughs> be like him to be the, I'm, you know, just, oh, he, oh, he's fine. He's my bandmate. Like, it's like, well, I don't, what if he has it? Has it? <laughs> you know well sure i mean like, i i don't know right it's it's that's the thing yeah. that the numbers the numbers now are climbing and they're saying a lot of it is because now they're testing people before they weren't yeah you know, exactly. now like now you look at the nba um number of nba players it went from one to like yeah. there's like 15 now or something maybe more yeah right? i saw that um yeah, yeah so that's, so it's that's... it is that is just a function i think of testing um so yeah a lot I, of so, people have so it too. yeah and yeah, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not scared of myself getting it really. Like, I'm sure I'll be fine. No. Maybe I won't even show symptoms, yeah. but, um, you know, I'm not planning on going near my parents or anything at all, but, um, yeah, you don't that would be that. the fear, yeah. right? And, and you know, that, that's the yeah. fear. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like Sarah, Sarah's, uh, my, my wife, Sarah, Sarah, her grandmother is, you know, has some, is having some, some, some issues and like. As much as she would love to go be there with her or her mom, you know, like yeah. in Seattle, as much as she would love to, like, you know, visit, you know, and, and, and like my, you know, my dad, he's, I mean, he's, I think he's like, gosh, sorry, dad. Uh, he's, <laughs> I think he's like 55 or Okay, 50, so he's not too old, 50, no. 50. Eight. Yeah, but and like he's an ultra marathon runner. Oh, like in the last right. ten 
like in the last seven years, he started doing that. So he has this like weird freak, you know, he's just freaky healthy with how much running he does. But, you know, I still am, I'm worried, you know, I never know. My mom, unfortunately she had passed like about two, two years ago, but she had mm. basically a double lung transplant. And, wow. uh, uh, I, so if she, and the thing she had, like if she was around for this, like that would wipe and she got it, it would wipe her out. Yeah. So I'm glad she's, you know, right, it's, right. it's a little easier to think about it that way. But yeah, yeah man. Um, long, sorry, you asked a question. Uh, the oh, live- no, just, just about the live stream and you know, it seemed <laughs> yeah. like something that you'd enjoy. Well, I, th- I mean, I think you should do it even if it's, you know, yeah. even if it's just something that's like, Hey, I'm going, I'm going online in a half an hour. Check it out. Yeah. Like, I think that's just good for, you know, People like so. sitting around, you know, I mean, they, they need that. So they, I think a lot it, of right? bands are planning on doing stuff like that and they should be, you know? Yeah. I saw, you know, I saw, I watched Anthony Green do uh, oh, a yeah. set on Twitch and like, it was just like, it was just, he was hanging and like, there's so many like comments that I've never been on Twitch and it was so crazy. It was just like rapid fire, like messages that would just be like scrolling as he's playing and. It, I mean, it's still like was a cool thing. He he did quite a bit, and I, my uh, Sarah told me that Ben Gibbard was doing like a set like every day this week on Instagram. I think. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I was like, okay, I probably should. You know, we didn't we didn't have any tours planned for now, um, like this in the next near future. But you know, come July, late July and August, we were kind of. Um, hoping to have the record kind of done ready to go and you know with a label on a on a label at a home released and you know yeah just uh that actually we were in talks um with um with the label i don't know i because we're still figuring it out we're still uh sussing out a few possible uh other places that we'd call home but you know we were in the middle of like doing that with our lawyer and because uh, I mean, and then this thing hit and then it's like, Oh, well, I guess now, you know, <laughs> like, well, like we haven't heard, you know, obviously that's, that's not really at the forefront of totally. Uh, uh, totally. Yeah. I mean, all, all, everything that was on is now off or on it's hold. Off. Yeah. And exactly. that's, and that's fine. You know, Hey, we'll, yeah. we'll get through this thing. So, um, Let's talk about the old days a little bit, and um, I, I think a lot of people would be interested in hearing uh, about your, you know, your journey to where you are today. Being from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, not exactly a hotbed for the music scene. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, but I mean, there was a scene. I mean, you know, you were in the yeah. band Nodes of Ranveer, which is a a band I. Re- oh no, I lost my headphones. Uh oh. Hold on. You remember Nodes? <laughs> never happened before hello yep sorry i literally just turned around and unplugged my headphones so i couldn't hear anything Um, you remember nodes you've heard of nodes of course i've heard of nodes and i you know the name it's funny i remember when uh the band when you guys like first came out or i first heard of you i remember the term nodes of ranveer from like biology class biology yeah and i was always like I always thought it was like kind of would be a sick name for a band, and I was stoked that somebody used it. Yeah, that was a the guitar player who who started the band. That was that was his call, and I, I thought it was cool. It was a really 
I, I didn't understand at first, like just seeing it, you're like, what the hell is that? What are, <laughs> what are, what are those? <laughs> right, right. No, it is, it is like kind of, kind of cool. I, I just think yeah. that I always, I always like when, um, when there's things like that, where it, it's obvious that somebody just heard it in school because a lot yeah. of bands are started <laughs> when we're in high school and we're sitting around yeah. in class thinking about anything except class, right? Yeah. Like half listening in your biology class when you hear something like nodes of Ranvi and you're like, that sounds huh? badass. Like, I don't know sounds, what it is, but it sounds badass. Yeah. There was uh, the uh, there was uh, a band called uh, Good Friends. Good friends of ours. We toured with them a couple of times, but they were called Treaty of Paris. Oh yeah, and uh, it's just like that. Seemed that feels like a one of those two class. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, huh? What? Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember when the, when Nodes of Ranveer came out. I don't know if you were still in the band at that point or not. It was probably pretty uh, early on. I was I was always pretty sure. like into knowing about bands that were unsigned and knowing what was yeah. going on. But then I remember when when they got signed to Victory. Yeah. So uh, and then that I, that obviously was is probably the years I remember most. Sure, sure. Yeah, I just had. So I was on the second record on Face Down Records. Right, um, Face Down. That was the label. Yeah, and then uh, and then I had I had started like I it was weird. I we did a tour once where we um, the first half like I opened the show as acoustic spill canvas, do like doing that because oh, I was wow. starting to do it, and they were like all the guys were super supportive, you know, it, and they they all kind of liked every all kinds of music, but it was so like the kids at the shows were like. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they were supportive, but like you know, it was it was like we're here to see metal and like throw down and <laughs> right. Like, and well, then, I but, I always felt like back in those like those smaller scenes back in the day, people were way more open minded though. Yeah. Like like I you know the it reason I've been all the guys in my band is like one of them was in a ska band, one of them was in a metal band, and we'd play shows together. You know? Yeah, dude. Seriously, like that's what it was like in Sioux Falls. You'd be There'd be like the local like uh, hip hop group oh, yeah. that we had, and they would play. And then, like one show was like Nodes, this the hip hop group Soul Crate Music. They're so good, they're amazing. And then, like a like a ska band, like the we have, what was our ska uh, the Scommunists. Oh, like, nice name! I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and like it was yeah, it was so much more of a open thing. That's why. I felt so comfortable doing that then, you know, opening for nodes, but I definitely wouldn't now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um, but yeah, man, nodes was, it was, those guys were so like gifted uh, instrumentally that I like, I kind of played guitar and you know, they asked if I wanted to do to fill in for a little bit because their old, their original guitar player left after the first, uh, album came out and i was like i can't play this stuff (laughs) and so the drummer who is a better guitar player than both the uh the other guitar player myself he would i lived moved in with them at their house and he would like have me downstairs and like he was so strict and like he was kind of a dick about it (laughs) like no you need to no you're not getting it practice like he would just be sitting there like showing me stuff and showing me the parts and and like teaching me technique and man it was like but it was so like informative and it really helped me as like a player i don't know that i could play 
quite that way today. <laughs> um, right, right. It was just a different, you know, a fifty one fifty and just like high gain EMG pickups, just <laughs> stuff. But like, you know, it it was just like it, I really I still appreciate those guys because they're they're all so awesome and they really helped. Like, you know, it was my first tour I was ever on was with them and. Um, but then after that album came out, we wrote and recorded the second album with nodes. I, I kind of was like, I want to try the spill canvas stuff. Cause right. I mean, it, I mean, that's, it's interesting, right? I mean, you're, you're a songwriter now, you know, that's what you do. And I yeah. always feel like with, when you're a kid, you know, and it's interesting that that drummer was like also, obviously he was the best drummer in the band and the best guitar player in the band. It's, yeah. it's kind of like when you're kids and there's like, and you're playing sports and there's like the one guy you're playing baseball yeah. and he's like the best pitcher and the best hitter and the best at catching and the yeah, best, at, the best, right? Like it's yeah. kind of like that. And yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if those, there's people that just get it faster than others or whatever. I but I, I was always, you know, as a guitar player first, like you are, I was always like, once I sort of started figuring out that I could write my own stuff, yeah. I got way more excited about that than I did about playing scales faster than everybody else. Yeah too i was more like oh songwriting not right. like not like you know sweeping or something right like, and that seems like that's <laughs> where your heart was and that led to a lot yeah. of great music so i'm glad you made that choice i'm sure a lot of all yeah. your fans are very glad you made that choice it's definitely it is crazy to think about yeah like that's that was probably you know and i had their support too they weren't like bummed um they had we had some friends that were a little more into metal and they were in a metal band that just broke up and and they were like honestly like these guys you know we have our buddy who can replace you if you want to go do spill stuff like we support you and it was it was just a good environment uh to be in um to start off you know doing doing spill canvas and then yeah that that's where it took off, I guess, from there. Yeah. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit and then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with Raycons. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash LSS. That's B U Y R A Y C O N dot com slash LSS for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buy Raycon.com slash LSS. If you're in tech, you've been there before. Feeling the pain of hiring a freelancer or new employee for designer development 
only to find out months later that it's not a fit. And those types of mistakes aren't cheap. Instead, Mutual Mobile, a digital technology consultancy, uses the process it's developed over the past 10 years, delivering over 600 client projects to ensure your fast and beautiful mobile or web app is finished on time and within budget. Mutual Mobile has built apps for numerous companies that have been acquired, such as Eero, acquired by Amazon, FlexDrive, acquired by Lyft, and MapMyFitness, acquired by Under Armour. You get a dedicated team to help you with your tech project from start to finish, from ideation to product shipment to maintenance and everywhere in between. Mutual Mobile designs and builds beautiful mobile and web apps that increase the value of your business. If you have design or development needs, schedule a free 30-minute consultation at mutualmobile.link slash LSS to get started. That's M-U-T-U-A-L-M-O-B-I-L-E dot L-I-N-K slash L-S-S to get started with your free consultation today. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really, really great career you've had. Um, and I don't really know where to dive in. I mean, obviously, you guys started out really strong. Um, you know, you were on a major label for a while, then you weren't. You're putting out records yourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the, the very, very, very short uh, yeah, uh, cliff's notes of the thing. Yep. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you guys are still together, still doing it. Member changes. Yeah. You, got, you did a solo record and you were kind of doing the Shadow Wars uh, yes. you know, thing for a while. Tried that. Um turns out it was they were just a bunch of old spill songs i wanted to see the light of day and the guys in the band i mean they were recorded it was literally all the guys in spill canvas and then but they just didn't want to you know tour it or they kind of two of the old members or old drummer guitar player they wanted to do family stuff and kind of sure kind of be done for a bit because we had had kind of a a pretty rough um go of it after we left Warner just personally like for myself and like the band like as as a whole kind of took a hit from it because I got well I mean I don't want to dive into the story basically for lack of a better term I you know we we had some success on the major and then when it came time for the second major release they wanted to have me do co-writing and stuff, which I wasn't really into, I guess, at the moment, you know, at the time. Yeah. And they kept saying no to all these songs that we would send them, these demos, and I was, like, getting frustrated. And they they just wanted a repeat of what had happened on the first album. And I was like, I'm giving you this repeat, <laughs> but you're not accepting it. And so, you know, we... We ended up doing these co-writes, and those co-writes really did a number on my. I I don't know. I mean, I don't. I guess it was just, you know, the train had been building, and the dream kept getting bigger each year. And like, it was, it was, it was just. I felt so fortunate, and then I didn't ever think it could like go away at that in that way at that time, or like get out of my control. You know, right. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, that's yeah. that's that is interesting though that, that you so, yeah. you have yeah. this thing and it grows and grows and grows until it's not you and your friends writing songs and putting a band yeah. together and touring. It's like a corporation, yeah, telling you and and it's like and you one day you wake up and it's like that. It doesn't 
it, you know no. what I mean? Obviously, you yeah. the steps come to where it comes, but then at some point, it's it's kind of like it reminds me of like on Wayne's World, where yeah. where it, they sell the show and then Wayne gets fired. And he's oh, like, yeah. what do you mean I'm fired? You know, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, I own the show. You know, it's, and it's like, wait a second, what? Like, what's happening? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the leader of this thing anymore. Right. Dude, like, yeah. I mean, it's so, is exact, it encapsulates it perfectly because then it became like, and there's just nothing I could do to fight these guys, you know, like, right. And our my our management at the time just was was kind of siding with the label's choices, and they were like, "Just go co-write in L.A. with these people." I mean, it was amazing experiences uh, to get to do that and to see how, you know, like people of this such high caliber of like producer or or, or musician songwriter like would just you meet them in an, in a day, you have this like, you know, pretty decent sounding like you know, song, yeah. but it's, it would just, it was not, cause it takes me like two weeks to, to like really hone in on like us, the lyrics of one song, exactly like what I want to say and like yeah. how I want to say it. And I can't just like come up with some, you know, something that's meaningful and like that is in line with the rest of the catalog in like an hour, you know, of meeting a person I've never met before. You know, it's just, totally, totally. That's, there is definitely when you do that songwriting, you know, those songwriting sessions and stuff, co-writes, it does sort of, if, if fans could see it, it does sort of take a little bit of the like love out of it. It does a little, I definitely love it now more like, like being a little more, Cause I kind of want to do like co like uh, as like a side gig or maybe like, you know, if the band, if spill canvas, like just, you know, if it doesn't keep going for whatever reason, um, I want to be able to like still utilize my, I want to do something musical sure, and of I, course. I love like pop music and I love writing, you know, good songs like in rock pop songs. I just, I love that stuff. And, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to actually currently um, just get more, uh, I got a bunch of gear and I'm just, you know, after the last tour and I'm kind of like in my home studio phase of like having an understanding exactly of what's going on in like the mixing area and the engineering side of things. Right. Yeah. Like a small scale. And it's so much to know because I've done so many records, but. I'm not sitting there like taking notes on right. What, oh, which compressor are you using yeah, and what? What's the is, setting? And yeah, I know, yeah. I know, and like, the same way. Why, and like, why do you use that there? You know, like, right. I'm just sitting here. Uh, I'm actually currently kind of getting into that and just spending my time watching tutorials and stuff and and really trying to hone my ears. But you know, the co-writes they the, what they did was was teach me a lot um but it also Warner Bros ended up liking all the co-writes that I mean were so out of character for us and I was like you've got to be kidding me and some of the lyrics were just like ridiculous (laughs) and uh just stuff I wouldn't write it was just cheesy pop stuff that was too cheesy you know yeah Um, yeah so we ended up putting out a record uh the record last record with Warner and um, we did several EPs before that and mm-hmm. 
we got like two of our songs from a selection that we wrote over a year of like 20 songs or something. We got two of them to poke through uh, that they let us have on the record. <laughs> now, if they let you that, have, I know it's funny. I mean, it's like saying it out loud. It's like, so it's like champagne problems, you know, like it's so well, I feel, I mean, in a way, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, here's the thing, right? You come from a punk hardcore scene, you know, yeah. you come from yeah. a local scene. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like a lot of times those kinds of bands, like if you talk about Nodes of Ranveer, they're less accessible musically. Like they're, sure. the ceiling is much, much lower of sure. what a yeah. band like that or any, you know, metal band can really achieve. Yeah. Right. But, you know, so, so with, with Spill Canvas being on more on the mainstream side of punk rock, sure. if you want to say yeah. that, you kind of need to play the game a little more. You know, yeah. so you sign with a major, yeah. but then you kind of lose control. You cut off some connection you have or you had to the underground. Yeah. So, so then you're sort of like you're sort of trading in a little bit of credibility. For, yeah. You, you, you say champagne, which is funny. But, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. what do you want to drink? Do you want to drink a 24 pack of uh, Miller High Life or do you want a bottle yeah. of champagne? Right. The yeah, champagne exactly. of beers or the champagne. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's something to there right it's it's like exactly. a bottle that's of champagne can be much more expensive than a case of beer or it can be not that's true <laughs> so, it could be it could be the, like the five dollar bottle of uh piss water or whatever yeah, i mean yeah that makes sense like i i think it was like it was what what really was jarring though was i i was just um i don't know why but my natural inclination was to, I mean, I'm really open about this. I don't, you know, mean to be uncomfortable, but my natural inclination once I realized we had to record these songs that the band didn't write with me and they were going to misrepresent us entirely during, you know, I mean, we were, we had just come off like these amazing support tours and it just felt like awesome. And, um, it basically, I, so I was like, I just started doing, more i just started doing drugs like that i would you know i started with pills and like it just started getting i just became an addict and it was like mm. and no one else in the band did anything you know maybe uh smoked weed a little bit here or there drank but it was no one had issues and i just i used the the like i just was pouting you know like i'm man i'm gonna you know i'm gonna just escape i wanted to escape and and I did, but then it was too. By the time we started recording that record, I mean, I was just, I was taking like opiates, like crazy, and it was just like a, it was nuts. It was just a, a weird. Everyone knew, and they were worried, and like, but we had to get through the record, and it was just, wow. it was, yeah, it was bad. And so after, uh, this is for which this is for which record? Just to clarify. Yeah, so this is for form- formalities. Okay, yeah, uh, right, right. Which is the last uh, Warner Brothers album. Yep. Um, you know that was just it was just crazy because I I wasn't like wild or anything, but I was definitely like I was so I would just be I was just so weird because I was on so many pills and like you know it was just it was, was like I, was that something you experimented with like drugs throughout your life and then like a little bit here and there no, no. and then and then it just like, kind of came full circle at one point i experimented like as a kid with weed and then i had a little um i had a like a break for 
quite a while. Like I did it in high school here or there. And then I had a break while I was in nodes because they were like, um, they were kind of, they were, they were more Christian based at that time. And right. they, they were all straight edge at that time. And, um, and you know, that I just kind of followed suit. I didn't really mm-hmm. feel the need to like drink or smoke. And, and then once I started, um, like right around one fell swoop, the second album of spill canvas, I started uh, like smoking weed, like very, very frequently. And I, I did for up until formalities. Um, cause it was just like, I, it was just every day and I would write so many, I mean, writing on it was so amazing. I would, hmm. you know, I just, it felt amazing anyway. And I, it felt like I came out with, with some of my favorite stuff, but it started to, once I introduced like these pill cocktails, you know, I started, I stopped smoking weed and then, you know, it, it I tried it again later. Um, and it just, it, I started, I just had bad episodes and I, so I stopped, but I kept doing like these pills and stuff, you know? And yeah, it was just, it was rough, man. And then it got to the point where I had to do a rehab and, um, and then so we you went, like out. went You like went away to rehab? Like you did it, went a, like yeah, went to a place went, and everything? Went to the inpatient facility because I crashed the band van, uh, like, oh. <laughs> like, uh, the night, let's see, like at like 4am coming home from some girl's house or something like at, well, like a night before we were supposed to shoot the video for our song and i mean i hit this i fell asleep at the wheel like on the highway like 75 oh my God. and i hit this airport shuttle um in the back luckily no one was injured i'm but and i wasn't injured but i can't somehow i wasn't injured i have no idea how uh, probably because i was asleep but you know they it just you i was wrecked, so you like completely wrecked the van to, i mean just just like the front was just completely folded up okay. to the up to the window basically yeah. and like i broke the steering wheel because i was my hands like broke it because it like of the impact it like snapped Jeez. or whatever and like Jeez. But I just had like a bump and I definitely had a concussion and they sent me to the hospital. You know, I had to call the guy. I mean, it was just such a, it was so awful and like, um, scary too. Cause I was like, Oh shit, what am I doing? And like, we had this video, it was this huge, our first single off formalities that I wasn't a fan of, but it was this big production. They put a lot of money into it and like, and I was showing up like, I mean, I had these like bags and rags, I had a cut like on my face and stuff. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> my God. And, and the guys were like, where were you? And like, what the, I mean, they were pissed and worried. And then we had to like shoot a video <laughs> and like, they had to act like all into it while they right. were like, what is happening right now? I mean, he's this, the guy is falling apart, you know? And so I did the rehab, um, it was it was successful for a brief period of time. <laughs> um, I, d- I ended up, uh, you know, after we left Warner Brothers, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm just done. I, I couldn't. The the I still like the dependency was still there after um, a while. It came back up, 
and my relationship with the guys was pretty strained. So yeah, I had to just leave, and I I kind of just ran away to. I moved out of Sioux Falls. I moved to Chicago. Um, I had an ex who lived there, and like it's just it was just a recipe for disaster, honestly. And yeah. Um, right, moving to a great big city like that with lots, lots of trouble to get into. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. where, I mean, not to, I hate to, I'm sorry. I'm a long winded speaker. No, um, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I ended up, uh, that's where I f- ended up doing heroin for the first time. And then I became addicted to heroin and no one knew I got kicked out of my buddy's house cause they found out. And so I was living on the street. <laughs> um, <laughs> And like no one knew, my parents didn't know. None of the guys, no, no one knew that I was. And and I was sleeping on the train. It was really cold, and like I was just whatever money came in from spill canvas, like residuals or publishing or something. I was just spending on heroin, and I was like, this is pretty bad. I think I'm I'm gonna die, or if I don't like make a move here, you know, because wow. it was get, it was just getting gnarly. So. It was like three to four months of that um, and ended up getting the, you know, I just, I was like, I'm going to die. So I called my dad and told him and he was like, Jesus. And so he, him and my ex um, kind of like helped me get back. Uh, they bought me a tick, plane ticket, booked me at the treatment center back in uh, South Dakota, which is oddly enough is like one of the third highest recovery rates. Um it's just in a small town in South Dakota called Canton. They flew me, flew yep. me back there and did that, you know, and I struggled. I mean, I still struggled after that for a little bit with, with stuff. I mean, it's still today I struggle with it, but it's been, you know, um, it's been like five, five years since opiates, um, minus the, um, the other incident that I, I mean, I hate to go. I don't know why I got into this conversation. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's, it's, just, oh, it's interesting for people it. to hear about it and, and, you know, and yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's like a big part of the story, I think in some ways, cause, um, and I'm just open about it. I, I have been on my social media. So last year, um, I was good for, I've been clean for, you know, since I've been like married and stuff and, and doing well. Um, obviously there's struggles, but, um, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, it basically, uh, it was last year I had somehow, you know, just some guy, I don't know, whatever. I ended up procuring some heroin and I was like, what am I doing? And I didn't even, and then I forgot about it. And I put, I had it in my pants pocket. I was like, what am I doing? That was ridiculous. I forgot about it. <laughs> I was doing laundry the next day and I was checking my pants pockets and I pulled it out and I was like, oh, oh no, you know? And so I ended up, um, just doing like a small amount because when I was doing, um, doing that and, and using heroin, fentanyl was not a, right big concern it would just be like don't do too much heroin you know and um not like if you do any of this it has fentanyl in it and you'll die because the lethal dose is like a speck of dust you know and so i ended up doing um a little bit but it was just pure fentanyl and i don't remember anything i just remember 
doing it. And two seconds later, I woke up on the floor with paramedics around me. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, my wife, my wife and her friend were, were out in the living room and they came into my studio, which is a separate, it's totally separate from the house. Um, it's like an old converted garage that is like, it's just been made a laundry room and like a, it's, it's a really cool little studio. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, they came in to tell me something funny and the dog did. And if they hadn't, I mean, I wouldn't, have, I was just lying there like purple, I guess. And they came in and, you know, I you know, called the ambulance. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they came in with the Narcan and hit me back into life. And like, I just didn't, I had no idea what happened. You know, I just, I was so, I couldn't believe in the first place that I had relapsed, you know, and then the second place that I, the stuff that I had was just right. pure fentanyl, you know, it was so scary. Well, it happens, stuff. right? With people, they don't do drugs for a while and their tolerance changes. So, you yeah. know, their doses is not what they're used to and they, they can't handle it. Um, yeah. that's and, I mean, fucking it, scary, man. It was scary as hell. And I mean, it, it definitely shook me into, um, a, a certain place, you know, it definitely, put life in perspective. Um, cause a lot of, you know, who knows, I, like the paramedics said maybe 20 to 20 seconds to a minute longer, I'd be toast, you know? And it's just, it's so, it, I mean, it's just so it's, it's, it's definitely a life changing event. And so going into like, you know, this new album and like a new like era, yeah, is definitely like a. It's it feels like there's something to prove a little bit to myself, and like, you know, there's it just feels it just has such not like anyone else, you know, in my in the in a band like in a position of releasing new music has doesn't have like a a reason and a you know a a, a good um, story and kind of like conviction behind whatever they're releasing. It just. <laughs> I I think uh, just personally for me it, it just is it's it just is so important to like try to get this try to get this music out this new music that I've been waiting to do since you know our last in like 2012 maybe um, so yeah That's it's right. just I don't know, it feels it feels like I'm still here for some reason so <laughs> well Dan dude well thanks thanks for sharing that that story and everything. I mean, I mean, um, yeah, that's that's intense. No, no. (laughs) What's that? I didn't mean to get so somber. I'm just so open about it when we we go into the history of the band and stuff. I think it's good. I think it's good to be, and it's important to be, you know, um, you talk about when it was happening, it seemed like you were hiding it from everybody. Oh yeah. And now, now that people know and stuff, people are going to be more supportive. I think too, they're more understanding and sure. You know, have, I think it's a good move for you for, so have, I, I applaud it. Oh, thank you, man. I mean, I'm definitely no poster child. I don't want to be a poster child of like sobriety. Cause I also got diagnosed a couple of years ago with schizoaffective disorders. So like it's hard to, uh, basically schizophrenia with, with bipolar tendencies, uh, with psychotic tendencies, which is awesome. So that's, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that sounds yeah. like a real, a real great yeah. mix there. Uh, it's, it's so fun. Like my, my wife loves it. It's awesome. <laughs> do you, um, do you think that's something that you always, always had? Or do you think 
drugs and stuff had kind of abstracted that. Yeah, I asked my psychiatrist that, and who my therapist and psychiatrist diagnosed me after um, seeing me for quite a while and, and going over my symptoms and stuff. And I, he's my psychiatrist said I think it's you know it can partly be induced by the psychosis of you know the stimulants you were um, you were taking and like the psychosis of just the what the brain went through. I was also doing tons of stimulants, like what, whatever stimulant you can think of insert. And I would do that as well with the opiates. So, right. Well, I mean, yeah. I think of cocaine or speed or something like that. Yeah. Cocaine, meth, all that, all that stuff. Um, I mean, once, cause there just was a threshold to where I was like, well, I'm doing everything now. And it was, uh, it was just, it's crazy. Cause I just never thought I would, I, in my wildest dreams ever thought I would be, like have that kind of personality or do that, you know, and, um, it still doesn't even, it doesn't reflect who I am as a person. It's crazy. It's just so, I just don't, you know, there's just a part of me that just is like, has this like escapism. I mean, it's just an addictive mind, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The schizoaffective stuff's crazy, man, that it's helped, um, it's helped the writing process in ways because I'll get in like a manic thing and I'll just be like going. Um, but sometimes those songs aren't all that great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. I mean, I support of my wife and like the band. They're so awesome. And my family, they're all so amazing. And the fans, when I OD'd, I told the, I talked about it on Instagram because I was, just wanted to try to help someone else maybe, you know, and um, just to be like, hey, it's, you know, it's okay. It's, and to, to, to not talk about it and make it taboo is, is like pressuring the stigma, you know, around that. And so, so yeah. I got the fun, addictive shit and mental health shit, shit to to um to boot and just you know pretty, pretty stereotypical musician shit <laughs> well, well i mean you you know you sent me some new stuff um yeah it sounds great right. and you know I, I didn't dive in too hard to the lyrics and obviously you know you sent it to me a while oh, ago yeah. and i hadn't talked to you about this yet oh, yeah. For, but yeah, yeah. I, you know the idea of you know of of your struggles and how much um mental health seems to be in the forefront of what people are talking about now. And it's a really, really good thing. But the fact that there's, uh, you know, so many organizations and, and, and so many people are, are just saying, look, like I have this and I, you know, it's okay to not be okay. Um, you know, all these different things that, that, you know, really are bringing people together. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think that with the spill canvas, you know, new record and you guys coming back, uh, and doing it again, I think it really is a great time, and I think it makes a lot of sense. And and I, I'm really excited for you so, for you man. guys to do it, and for everybody to hear it. Yeah, man, I am too. Thank you. I, I'm just I just want to ha- get it out there, and and I you know I would love to have. I love our fan base so much. Don't get me wrong; they're like the lifeblood of. They're part of the reason I'm alive, honestly, because they're so amazing, you know, and um, I just love them. But I also I want I want to make new fans. I want to, you know, I want new people to enjoy it um, for 
for what it is and and for but for different reasons and maybe that's not possible because of you know just the no. times and, and no, what i don't think so but being old <laughs> no i don't think so i but, mean i mean you know yeah. i've i've seen your name you know on some like emo night shows and oh, yeah. obviously like, like a song like uh, all over you that song oh, that song has transcended generations i mean that's oh. you know there there it's <laughs> it's true though i mean that's 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 a song that people will know younger people know and people will know for for oh. decades to come i believe so oh, you know man. you know that's, that's always there's always that foot in the door um, yeah, you know, and I, you guys are you guys too. You, I mean, the the association you had with some of the, your peers. You know, I always thought of you know you guys alongside kind of like August Augustana and uh, yeah, uh, Jack's Mannequin. You know, like love, great, yeah, great bands that I think also you know will stand the test of time. Yeah, and, a, you know, I sure. think being lumped in with them, I, I think it really does like mean something. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. That does. I'm like the. I'm for sure the guy that is always like, it's just like a, I can't like a programmed in my head, like, you know, pessimistic kind of person, not, not pessimistic, but like always thinks the, whatever is bad that can happen will happen. And like, I, I gotta always talk myself out of the, the like shit and be like, dude, just shut up and like, enjoy this and, and know that, you know, I just I think I'm finally to a point where I'm getting over myself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, a lot of things come with age. Sense. Yeah, it does it does make sense. I mean, a lot of things those things come with age, I think. You know, yeah. um especially to like the fact that you talk about you have some stability living down in Florida with yeah. your wife and a couple couple pups and you know, pups. I think that, yeah. that that stability maybe is really good for your, for your personality. You know, Dude, and and what you kind of need to do pushing forward. It's imperative, it, yeah. for sure. I mean, she. It, I did remember. I mean, when I went into the studio, I mean, maybe a year before we were going in, we were doing all these like we did like Motion Cities like ten uh, year anniversary tour, and you know we were doing these ten uh, year anniversary of our album tours, and like uh, I was talking to her, and I was like. I was like, you know, when we start writing for new music, because we're going to start doing that soon, I'm not going to have like anything to write about. I can only write so many like just I love like love songs before I need to write like <laughs> some some like <laughs> some like I'm not just going to write a mar- you know a, a song like an album about how great marriage is because I just not I have like I write sad songs that like. A, <laughs> typical like sad song you know um musician and like and she she was laughed she was like you're gonna you'll be just fine and so <laughs> i had to i had to dig through some uh some old lyrics to find some new inspiration but <laughs> you know it's definitely yeah it's the environment i'm in is is fucking awesome and great. it's great man i'm just stoked to get it out there finally yeah but, well, there's a bit of a problem with that right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that just the way the fucking cookie crumbles, right? Yeah, like dude, right when you're getting your shit together really, and <laughs> we were like on a, it was like so our lawyer, he has um he unfortunately has some some uh has some immune system um, uh, uh. problems and so he was like, I'm getting out of New York, I'm going to uh our place like that we have in Jersey and um 
and I just, I, you know, I, I hope he's, he's doing all right. We just have, I haven't heard from him in a little bit, but, um, you know, it's like we were just on the phone talking about like the next, in the next week we're going to do this and, and we'll finally, you know, have the path to where we're going to put this out on. And it was like, <laughs> and then this started ramping up pretty quick and I was like, no, Fuck. but yeah. I mean, it's again, like I, I, you know, this is something that is, is out of anyone's control. It's just mother nature doing her thing. So, you know, it, if it has to wait, it will wait. Uh, hopefully I, as long as I don't, dude, if I died because of coronavirus and this album doesn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that's a dark thought. <laughs> I, dude, well, I'm, I mean, I, yeah, I have a, yeah, I, I, I think that probably was, I, I think it's, I just my normal setting maybe I I'm um, <laughs> just like I find you I I have to find humor in it because then it gets the like really dark in in there somewhere so well plus I am just scared because of the the media frenzy that whips you up in a panic you know yeah yeah I know I know and I would have agreed with you about that about like this feeling like just a bunch of fear and whatever until now when you look at it i'm like damn they were right i think because this thing is like exponentially growing and everywhere every country in the world uh for the most part i think you know has has cases and it is it is like it is really scary (laughs) i I just it just is yeah this guy um i read this art sarah showed me this article this dude uh who was at disney who was 34 and like in all right health. I mean, he, he died like after just like six days of, of getting it. And he got it at Disney, which is like, you know, that's where Sarah works. She works at um, Disney oh. Spring, like the mall there. And so, you know, she's been there. I mean, I feel total. I haven't felt anything, you know, but I, it just like, that was scary to know. Cause the dude was 34 and like, I'm older than that, and he. I'm probably in worse shape than. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, who knows, right, about pre-existing conditions, or if he was immunocompromised, yeah. or whatever. Too. I mean, you don't know all the all the information, but it's true. regardless, it's true. it it is something to just. What's well, well, better to be safe than sorry, right? Yeah, it's better to be safe than sorry. I'm just saying. I just want to make it on the record that if something happens to me before this album comes out, please go get the album and support. The, the album. <laughs> okay. All right. There there it is from the horse's That's mouth. so dark. Oh, it is. Nick, I, I appreciate you doing this. Um, I got one quick fan question here yeah. from Justin Skoog. He asks um, a few questions, but this is I think we already talked about some of this stuff. But he says, uh, have you ever considered putting out a fully acoustic album? Ooh. Um, wow. You know, I actually kind of have. We did... We, you know, it was in, in my mind because uh, last year we did this. We teamed up with this uh, chain of wineries um, all over the East Coast called City Winery. And they have. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we did a. We teamed up with them, and it was just the way it worked out was just. Uh, it was kind of sad, but it was very cool and serendipitous. But they were like. Um, they were down to, to book us a tour to each one of their locations. And what we did was, uh, we did, we wanted to make it like 
something different, not just a rock show at a winery, you know. So we stripped it all down to acoustic. There was still, um, you know, drums, but he was playing with brushes and rods. Right. And then we brought out a violin player. Uh, we brought out a keys guy who did keys and slide guitar, um, cool. which we, we have kind of as a, a new member now. But, like, that was really broken down as all acoustics. Um, and it was this, like, different broken down version of all these uh, uh, songs that you know that we played normally rocked out, but I think doing an all acoustic album, I think that's the only way I'd be like comfortable f- fully is if they were like if it was like an acoustic album of an existing like rock. Right. I, I just love the atmosphere and the dynamics that you can create with full bands. Like totally, you can, you can make it just as you know you can get it down real quiet to where it's it's just as you know um dynamic as acoustic other than you know just more instruments going on totally i mean some of my favorite spill canvas songs are are the ones that are full acoustic and i'm sure a lot of people agree with with me on that and that but the thing is it's like maybe i like those songs so much because that's a moment within you know within a whole bunch of other stuff right if it was the whole thing was like that maybe it would lose a little bit of its uh effect i don't know yeah that's what i kind of have it feels like i mean if you know maybe if you could do like if you could add the big thing is drums i think in that question right sure you know (laughs) because if you put like drums on with an acoustic you could make it work but if just straight up acoustic i would I maybe do like an EP like that. Um, I definitely just wrote acoustic, an acoustic song two days ago that is better than the acoustic song that we have for the record, and now I'm scrambling to uh, try to track that myself, which is so nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is not easy to track things yourself, Dude, I'm not, especially I'm, when it's I'm like so, when you know it's going to be like people are going to hear it, you know, and it's. <laughs> Like my our engineer is our manager, and he was like, "Dude, just don't worry. Like, you got the equipment to get good signals. Just send the tracks over." I'm like, right. "Yeah, I don't know how to. I mean, I know the basics, but like, that's like terrifying to like, <laughs> you know." <laughs> nah, it, they'll make it sound great. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's happened to me where I've done like some guest vocal spots, yeah. and I'm okay. like, there wasn't much of a budget. So I'm like, yeah. I can just do it at my house. I'm like, I got an SM7 and like an OK preamp. Yeah. They're like perfect, yeah. and I'll and I'll like scream or sing or whatever, and send it sure. over, being like, oh man, like it's I like, don't know. And then I hear it on the yeah. record, and I'm like, I'm amazing. <laughs> You're like, wow, that that was me. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, I I think I it's just the fact of like, because I'm just such a I'm really green to like actual tracking it myself and like. Yeah, knowing what to, you know, I'm not gonna mix it, obviously, but right. Yeah, it's uh, that's crazy, man. We should, which reminds me, we should write or something. <laughs> I'd love to. Let's get together. I mean, if I'm if I'm down that way and it, the or, half or, the yeah, planet hasn't it, been wiped out, sure, let's go. Yeah, or if you, um, I don't mean to talk about this on the interview, but I, uh, if you want want. I can send, I have all these little just clips of like tons of just like loops and clips of music that I made that is all just all different kinds of crap. I'm trying, I would, I just want to start like a side project band with someone that's just like a thing. And I'm putting you on the spot now. I'm putting you on. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's that, amazing how, how many of these conversations I've had with the, on the podcast of like, yo, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, and, good. and it, and it, and I love it. And I like would love happened. to, I would love to make something with you work, Nick. I mean, all we've okay. got is, all we've got is time. So dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just sitting here making this and I have a couple good buddies that, um, like our new keyboard player, he, him and I like are going back and forth with stuff and I'd love to kind of do something with him, but like, I just want to have another outlet other than the spill camp just to do something that's sure. like, let's try this. Cause you know, I've never tried this before and it would be awesome, but I would love, I, I don't know any other singers that have like, I mean, I do, but <laughs> no one is, uh, no one is, <laughs> no one ever really ha- like wants to, or follows through with the, like, uh, doing it, but maybe, maybe, maybe they, maybe they maybe. will now. Well, <laughs> we, uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch, dude. And, um, uh, all yeah. the best. Anything else to tell the people before I let you go? Oh my gosh. I don't think so. Just maybe, um, hopeful, uh, keep your eyes on the lookout for some live streams. And then, cool. I mean, I don't know when this is going to be out, so never mind. A couple of weeks uh, probably. Okay. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll still be, I, I don't yeah. know what'll be happening. Yeah. When this comes yeah. out. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, um, yeah, live streams would be awesome. And, uh, and definitely some new um, Spill Canvas music, hopefully uh, later in the year. Later in the year. Yeah, by fall, I'm hoping at least. Awesome. So, yeah, man, thank you well, so Nick, much. For, no, thank you, man. Thank you for opening up and and, uh, and chatting. I'm sorry I did that so so blatantly. <laughs> no, I it's it's great, man. Not enough people do that, so I, I really appreciate it. All right, brothers. Well, enjoy the, rest, yeah, enjoy the rest of your, uh, your day there with the pups and the wife. You too. Don't All go right. crazy. No, I, I, I'm going to live in this 10 by 10 room today. Hopefully write some music. That'll be my day. So, Well, I'm going to send some to you so you can say, right. wow, this sucks. No way. And then <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. All right, Nick. Well, all the best, man. You too, bud. Take care. So there it is with Nick. And believe it or not, he did send me some music. A lot of times we have this conversation and things kind of fall flat and, you know, nothing really comes of it. But no, Nick sent me some jams. He is just the best guy, man. I am so happy that he's doing well and that the Spill Canvas is back doing some stuff. What? You talk about a band that just, they should have been the biggest band in the world. Man, such a good band. And I'm excited to play you some new Spill Canvas music in just a second. But before I do that and before I go, I just want to say again, thank you everyone so much for listening to this, for doing your part, whatever it is, helping out, being positive, and I hope that you're staying safe. And man, I just, I don't, I don't have the words for how crazy and intense and taxing this has been on everyone and Hopefully, we get to the end of this and the world is a better place in so many ways. That is the goal. Stay strong, be safe, and of course, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. Send me an email. I think I forgot in the intro. Syndrome at gmail.com and also check me out on social media at Shantold at Syndrome on all the socials. I will leave you with this tune. Here is the spill canvas and a new one. It's called Mercy on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. See you next time.
One.